The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Cornwall Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Corn Roof Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my two amazing co-hosts, Mr. Matt Ordazzo and Mr. Chris Lipoff. Gentlemen, we've survived it. We're here. My lights are all screwed up. It is a great day. Um, me and Chris are still celebrating after last night. Oh, oh hell yeah. Maybe the game of the year. That yo, honestly, they were talking game. about that today. A lot of different places. That actually may be game of the year, but I honestly don't know what's funnier. How on one unit I'll hear game of the year, and the next on the next channel I'll hear how like I'm sick of the Eagles getting these lucky wins. Listen, you know, okay, so, and I, you know what, I gotta give some love to Patriots fans right now because. When y'all were winning games and it just didn't make sense, I'm not even comparing us because we may not win. We might win one title. We may win three. We may win zero out of this group, right? But when the Patriots were good and when we were children, right, and there was a lot of guys who were just – we didn't know how the fuck they kept winning games. It was frustrating. It would kill us, right? So – and we used to get so mad. Oh, they're lucky. They're lucky. It's like, no, 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 no. Y'all fucked up. Y'all played us at your best, and you gave us a window. And like Tom Brady, like Kobe Bryant, like Michael Jordan, like Aaron Rodgers, like a lot of the great killer and closers before, to quote the great Tim Grover, the cleaners, yeah, they closed the door. If y'all haven't heard what I'm talking about, there's a book by the uh, legendary trainer of Michael Jordan, Tim Grover. It's called Becoming Unstoppable. Um, I will post the link on our Twitter because honestly, I, this is a selfless plug. A selfless plug. I honestly love this book. I re- was recommended it by my dietitian, which is hilarious because she's such a soft-spoken woman, but she's very like intense. One of the biggest things that this the book showed me was that when I look at athletes as a media member, I am actually able to see who is a killer, cleaner, can stop everything, who need who's a closer, who can kind of you know they need a little setup, but once they come in, right, it's over, ball game. They get the perfect situation, and then who is the supporting cast, the the cooler guys who need the and the closer next to them, but yeah, can still perform well with the right conditions, right? So whatever you think you are, that's fine. But when I look at like I look at certain guys, like Mariano Rivera is a closer. He wasn't the optimal, like, so I'm sorry, no closing pitcher is a cleaner. I don't care. Maybe Mariano was, but most closing pitchers need to have the bases empty, need to have the place rocking. Need to have all their pitches on, right? Guys like Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Sandy Koufax, Hall of Fame pitchers didn't need all their pitches. They just needed two of them to work. 
and they would find a way to win a ball game, right? And in football, like you take away Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got a knee brace on, right? He can't fucking run. He's got a busted ACL two years ago, right? Still goes out and wins two playoff games. Loses to the Rams in one of the most thrilling games I've ever watched in my life, but still does it. Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing at 100% since Matt's Jets took took tried to kill him. But, well said, listen, they played a great game, they beat us. When the game was in line, he win one. I got to give credit to Josh Allen last night because Josh Allen played his heart out. And Josh Allen, in my opinion, is a cleaner. He is one of those guys who I'm not worried about Josh Allen down the stretch. Did he miss that throw to Gabe Davis? Yeah. Did Gabe Davis run the wrong route? Yes. I am not going to put all that blame on Josh Allen. Was that a lack of was that a lack of communication? Oh, totally was. But did Josh Allen make the best throw possible? Yeah. Did Gabe Davis run a great route? Yeah, just the wrong one. But when it all comes down to it, Sean McDermott is a mediocre head coach at best with a great talent around him. Nick Sirianni just looks at Jalen and goes, all right, go do it. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't I'm with you dude. I don't think anything should be on Josh Allen, dude. He had 3 330 yards, he had two touchdowns, he had 77 rushing yards. I mean, the dude fucking played his heart out in the rain. Um yeah, Gabe Davis ran the wrong route. Mistakes happen. Um McDermott also likes like I was saying before, McDermott also likes throwing the ball 50 times. And mm-hmm. what I noticed yesterday with the um Bills and especially at the end of the game in OT, they're playing a lot of zone defense. So the Eagles all zone. I think they only ran three plays the entire game yesterday. I mean, I have to go back and look at the all twenty-two, but I think they only ran a grand total of four plays in man coverage. Yeah, but basically the whole time the Eagles kept getting away with all these cross routes, and that is gonna with Devontae, dude, and how fast he is, he can just torch anyone up the field after he hits the cross. Um. And they just keep they kept leaving a guy open. I mean, I mean, it was a shootout, two great teams. But at the end of the day, um, Jalen didn't have a good first half. Second half, he came in and did what he does. He threw. He had four touchdowns in the second half. Um, played his ass off. Um, we were really conservative in the first quarter. We kept doing what we were doing against the Chiefs. Those bubble screens. Those we weren't really getting the ball out. Um, and then we flipped the script. Um, Jalen played well. The defense stepped up a little bit. Um, Jason Kelsey almost cost us the game. That scared me. Um, okay, that was God- that was that was totally ticky tacky though. Those penalties kind of irritated me because as much as I want to be like, all right, listen, like I, I and I want to go on these freaking Bills fans because they are driving me nuts today on TikTok. Oh, uh, dude, did you see the one? Did you see the one dude going at it with the Eagles fans, Phillips? Like oh yeah, 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 no, that story's crazy because I got um, I think her name is Lacey Jane Brown. She's a TikTok uh sports influencer, very attractive girl. Mm-hmm. Goes to every stadium. She's got a big following, and she's honestly got good content, right? So there was everyone saw the video of Jalen Phillips, and I believe it was Joseph was the other one who was getting in it with uh, Eagles fans. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And so well, I don't former Eagle too. Yeah, right. Um, we had him last year, right? Yeah, he yeah. was acting a little. He was getting a little aggro on us. Um, what was happening was that apparently, allegedly, according to Joe, to uh, Phillips and Joseph, 
They were threatening their families and shit. But the fan who was sitting next to them was went on Twitter, went on TikTok or Instagram this morning, or Twitter, or whatever, and goes, "Yeah, don't lie. There's a reason they didn't throw them out. They weren't threatening your families. They were just calling you bums. They were calling you losers. They were in your head. They were talking and chirping to you the entire game. And allegedly, that's when um, Phillips and uh, who's Lawson and um, who's the other one? Phillips Lawson and the last one, Joseph." Joseph, yeah. Yeah, no, literally just not even. Yeah, just it was like they just were like the Eagles fans were in their heads. Now, you can go back as far as like even listening to like McAfee back in the day where he talks about his experience with Eagles fans. And a lot of the time, these guys will bring up how like they chirp inside. Also, if you guys have ever been to the link, which I know me and Chris obviously have, it's not that far from front row to the sideline. Chris, what do you think? Twenty yards max, ten yards if you're in the on front row. Not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, you're, you're on top of the free. Yeah, it's not like NBA where you're literally on top of them, but you are like right there. So that being said, like everyone can hear him. Listen, I was at the Eagles. I was at the Hurricanes Boston College Eagles game on on Friday, and um. McCormick, the tight end who's played for a thousand years, dropped a ball in the open field. I yelled something from the second row in the south end zone. He heard me and he looked over at me. I'm 30 yards away from him, but that also shows how much of a high school stadium Boston College is. Anyway, um, but dude, like it just looks soft to me. And I heard that like they were trying to get these guys thrown out. I'm like, dude, you're a bum. Like, Oh, dude, it's it's like the worst thing to have a Philly fan in your head during a game. Like, then players start lashing out. Like, uh, I remember last year in the NFC Championship, he wasn't playing, but it was uh, uh, Joey Bosa. They were chirping him before the oh game. Oh, my God, yeah, because his brother was playing. Oh, my God. Asking him what time the Chargers played. And he's like, he's like, how's those fines, buddy? He's like, I can afford them. And, I needed and they started like, oh, how much like, money you make? And I'm just like, you're such a Yeah, I can afford it, you broke bitch. I'm like, yeah, okay, dude. Like, you're getting oh – like, dude, you make millions of dollars. Why are you even yelling at a drunk fan? Yeah, no, it's – what I find utterly hilarious about this whole situation, and Matt, I mean, I love Jets fans because they're such the most wholesome bunch of people. They will talk their shit. But when they're losing – They'll still talk their shit, but in a cynical matter that de- degrades their own team. Yeah, what we're I more of a like we're more of a like we point out like, listen, y'all suck too. Don't get it twisted. Like we we're terrible, but like y'all ain't any better. Not like you guys, but you know we we, we understand we're well, we're you not. Guys shit right you're now. the only team that has the bravado of beating us this year, so you guys deserve to talk your shit a little bit. Like yeah, but then it's like you guys oh, are we beat the we beat the Eagles, and then we're like, all right, well, we're four and seven. So it's kind of like cool. We beat the Eagles, but uh, we're four and seven. I got to do a little public service announcement apology to Patriot fans because Dolphins are hands down taking or running away with the worst fan base in the AFC East by far. It's I just mean, it's terrible. The Bills didn't help themselves today because I used to lo- I love Bills Miami, fans, but they came Miami store losers, man. Bills fans are pretty humble i like those fans because they never cause shit they never cause any shit when we're at the stadium and we're playing the bills they never do anything they never cause any issues and if anything crazy happens like they're the first fan base to go and donate to whatever fund your player play like you know they're good they're good people miami talks so much shit because they have Tua and tyreek and waddle 
and they just and they're just I just look at them. I'm like, but like you're 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 saying all of this shit about Jets fans. When's the last time you guys won the Super Bowl? 1972. That's like three years yeah. after us. Y'all like wasted the same boat. maybe the greatest physical specimen of a quarterback of all time. Yeah, y'all wasted Dan Marino's career. You're, you wasted and, Peyton Manning with a thro- with an arm. You wasted Peyton yeah. Manning with an arm. Like that's what you yeah. did. And they Manning also haven't won. It's been the same time frame since we've won the Super Bowl. I was like, you guys are what? Because you guys make the playoffs more than us. Like you guys are all first round exits every year simultaneously. Whenever you guys make the playoffs, first round exits, and then it's the whole next year thing. You win the draft, you win the injuries, Matt. Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't talk to me about injuries. My whole offensive line is injured. Wait, you guys had an offensive line? Yeah, apparently, and they're all hurt. All first, second, third string of them. I was gonna say I'd rather suck than go to the playoffs losing the first round every year, dude. Because like it's just like, dude, like pretty much the Bengals they, of like the 2010s. They almost beat. It was funny. They almost beat the Bills last year with Skylar Thompson. Yeah, the Bills in the playoffs are a lot different than the Bills in the regular season. I don't it's think so Bills fans weird. are ready to admit that, but they no, like. No, they, no, what Josh what Allen the- switches? Josh what Allen turns into primetime Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. What is hilarious? He, listen, put some respect on old Kirk Thuggins right now. Um, <laughs> but here's the kicker, right? And I want to bring this up because I don't think Josh Allen is actually the problem. I don't I think so it either. Earlier. It's Sean McDoofish, okay? There was a oh, reason God. this guy was one of the last – like he didn't get a head coaching job for like six, seven years after the Eagles let him go. There's a reason for it. He was not a good defensive coordinator. And like, what is he? This also states how important Matt Milano is to that defense. Okay, a fully healthy Buffalo defense and a fully healthy Eagles team. That game still goes to overtime because if we have Jason Kelsey and we have Avante Maddox, they have Matt Milano and they have um, was was Von Miller playing last night? He was playing, right? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, he didn't do shit. Um, yeah, no, that game still goes to overtime. Those are two very well matched teams. The problem is, is the Bills did not fix their biggest fucking problem. Josh Allen can make. Josh Allen deserves an award last night because I think what he got sacked three three times twice max. Like he didn't get sacked much at all against yeah, the Patriots no. week one. The Eagles did not get a sack because Mac had that ball out within a quarter of a second. It was frustrating. It was honestly kind of impressive. But with Josh, he was extending plays, breaking arm tackles. There was a couple times where I thought Reddick or Sweat was going to lock him up. He, he was it. And he would just wiggle out of it. I'm like, oh, God damn it again. But here's the kicker, right? The Bills played an amazing game. And it's hilarious that we're talking about the, the, the America's Game of the Week instead of the Sunday night game, which usually we start the first five, ten minutes about. Because that game was exactly as we thought. We'll talk about one sentence game in about 10, 15 minutes. But last couple of thoughts. Like, what more do you guys need? Like, there's a song by Jay-Z. It starts off with the uh, the Gladiator intro. Uh, it's called What More Can I Say? It's off the Black Album. By my favorite, one of my favorite musical albums of all time. Um, and he goes, "What?" and the whole chorus is, what more can I say? What more can Jalen Hurts do to prove to y'all that he, it's him and Mahomes. And Sirianni. And 50 feet of shit. And it's Sirianni, too. 50 uh, feet of I shit. Love, and it's everything else. So 
I loved Sirianni when you guys beat the Chiefs and he walked through the tunnel and he stopped and he was like, "Oh, I don't hear you anymore, Chiefs fans." He's like, "See ya." Oh, I love that. I love a. Coach I love how people that. get so offended by what he does. It makes me. Laugh. I that I see I see him do things like that and I I just think I'm like, man, like I miss Rex Ryan for a little bit just because Ryan. I miss sexy Rexy too. Okay. See, like I. Who I, I Spoil. I don't know how to say it. Um, I guess like unpopular opinion, bull take, whatever you want to call it. Like I think if Rex Ryan got himself like an actual good offensive coordinator, well, quarterback, but I think if he actually had an actual offensive coordinator and in, in his coaching staff, which it has to go all on him because he's the man that was I, you would think is hiring these guys. But if he actually had a good offensive coordinator, I, was, I wonder what could have happened. But piggybacking off of what you're saying about the game, I la- my final thoughts right here. Um, I, I thought at first Josh Allen might have been the problem just because of how much he regressed once Brian Dable left. I thought maybe maybe he it just worked in that system, and then once that guy left, it just he didn't know what to do. But I you just see you bring in Joe Brady, you just see the the just the difference in his play the last two weeks compared to the last year and a half, and he's improved so much that I'm like, you know what. Josh Allen isn't the problem. And then you look at the the lone factor, and it's like you know it's got to be the head coach. I'd go as far as to say it's the general manager too, because what did he do to improve that offense? Needed another receiver with Stephon Diggs and needed run game. And what did he do? He goes and gets a tight end. You could that, that offense can survive with Dawson Knox. He's not a bad tight end. He's not a you know a high profile fantasy tight end. But you bring in Dalton Kincaid, who's looked very well, but like. They needed a run game. You just settled with James Cook, who is now not even like the main featured guy. He flips him back and forth with Latavius Murray. I think it's Damian Williams, and they got Leonard Fournette. I don't even know if he's playing yet, but they needed a run. Yeah, they needed a run game. They didn't make any moves. Where's my my dog Lenny last night? By the way, the only one of the few running backs I actually fear as an Eagles fan. Like, I watched him with the box run straight through us. But yeah. here's the kicker. Well, shout out to my boy Yeffer. Yeffer, you seeing this shit in the background? That crispy uh, Ed Reed jersey. Shout out to my dog for buying that shit for me. Much, much appreciated. My biggest issue is with what, like, I like the other day. So our our boss, Big Mike Brown, posted in the main chat this yesterday morning. Hey, what should I do? Should I post? It was like Cop Nico Collins, and then it was James Cook. Was the last one. I'm like, do not play James Cook. Yeah, he had a couple of good plays of like 40, 50 yards. I'm not having a power running back, a non-power running back play Philadelphia. Yeah. We saw no, what happened all season. Show me the last running back, not not like a power first guy who's actually lit us up. No, don't happen. I mean, Josh Allen's a power runner. That's how he beat us, or ran for like 80 yards only. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I also that's why I also throw the GM in it because they needed defensive help they needed help with the linebacker they lost Edmonds their their secondary is aging and late and uh and Tredavious White is always hurt and I know they drafted Kyrie lame but you got to go out and you got to get something else like because you can't just rely on those two guys because what's Tredavious White is not going to be healthy for a full season they didn't address the linebacker position um I thought they were going to take one in the first round they didn't do that so I, I put a lot of it on the the general manager because I think they needed help with the, with the the pass rush with the linebackers and yeah. um, just corner safe corner help and receiver help and running back help and they did not address any of that. My my again, I was gonna say my final thought with this is my biggest fear for the Bills and especially Bills fans is you might not make the playoffs. Like you're you're gonna play they, you're gonna play Casey this week. You're gonna play Dallas the following week. You're gonna play the Chargers. 
the Patriots, and the Dolphins. And, I mean, if you don't make the playoffs, I can see Diggs asking out, being a little diva that he is. I can see McDermott getting fired, which maybe could happen. But, I mean, that's that's what I got with, with okay. Buffalo. I have I have a theory. Okay, as I do my Brian One Horse impression, looking like Duck Dynasty um, mixed with a ninety surf s- snowboarder. Um, <laughs> I think the Bills not making the playoffs this year is the best case scenario for the Bills. Hear me out. So this is my last point here because we all know how much I love Jalen Hurts. I could literally kiss the ground this man walks on forever. Right. So they fire McDoofus. Thank God. He he any like him. He is a mid-head coach. He is literally, if Brandon Staley's a Diet Coke, he's regular Coke. They're both morons who claim to be good at defense. Here's the second thing they do. They get rid of Diggs. Diggs is such a fucking prima donna. Just go to fucking Dallas already and just leave, leave him alone. The poor Bills don't deserve this. Then they go out and they get rid of some of this fucking dinosaur-level defensive talent. I'm sorry. You don't need Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Keep one, not the other. You can easily go get a new safety. Like, go get Marcus Epps from Las Vegas or go get one of these young guys. Go get, go freaking trade for Buda Baker if you want to spend some money. There are plenty of young safeties out there. Apparently, Philadelphia can just pluck them out of trees. Shout out to Justin Evans. Um, I think both guys are in their 30s, too. Yeah, exactly. Both in All their corners are in their fucking 30s, except for Razul Douglas, who's my age. He's 28. Like Kyrie Elam, where is he? He should be playing more. The Bills need to realize they need to get younger on defense, get rid of Diggs, draft O line. They need they honest them making not making the playoffs and cleaning house with a stable base of Allen, Deion Dawkins, and a few other players is the best case scenario for Buffalo. Buffalo. Make missing the playoffs is what they need right now because if they don't make miss the play, they make it. They won't change anything. Because let's yeah, be honest, true. they get in as a wild card team. They may beat one of these one of these division winners. You put Buffalo in Jacksonville. I'm taking Buffalo or Houston. Whoever wins that South division, honestly, it's a 50 50 coin coin toss because the Texans have an easy ass road. You send them over to um, Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Coin flip. Seriously. I, I don't agree. trust those against the Buffalo Bills, especially the Bills team I saw watch. So the best case scenario is they miss the playoffs, they fire Sean McDoofus, and then they start rebuilding from this base. But they won't do it because if they make the playoffs, they're going to think, okay, we're one move away. Mm-hmm. How many years is too many years, man? Like, seriously. He's Josh Allen. Allen's probably going to retire by the time that narrative's pushed well, away. Here's the thing: I keep forgetting Josh Allen is younger than me and Matt, so like he's still got How a lot he? of tread left on them tires. He's twenty. He's like 27, 27, 27, yeah, 27. 27. Me, and both, me and homeowner McGee over there twenty eight. But I right, agree. We talked twenty three minutes of one fucking football game. Eagles look good. Eagles aren't lucky; they just know how to close. All right. Um, let's talk college football quick as Maddie gets ready to uh, run our favorite game here. That would be the one sentence game, which is coming up in about three minutes. Um, college football hot takes. I got a couple quick one shot to Boston college for the easiest experience of getting in and getting out of a game I've ever seen. 
I was able to tailgate in a parking lot, walk across campus, walk right in, smelling like a literal, like Bob Marley's basement, sat in there, watched the game, <laughs> had a blast, had three beers. The one thing that sucked is that they had no food available. Everything was a line or they were out of food, and it was driving me nuts. Also, the bleacher seating is a little annoying, but I, I mean, it's a college stadium. What are you going to do? Other than that, very hospitable fans. I had a fun time. My Hurricanes rolled 45-20. It was a good time. Um, shout out to Tyler Van Doofus for having a great last game as a Hurricane. Not getting the bowl game. It was kind of fun watching the game that up close. Um, Iron Bowl. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jamie. We got our answers failed at Al, dude. Oh, my we Lord. That was Al. crazy. So, for the record, and this is – I'm going to say this out loud right now. I had to leave, I think, just after that long touchdown run by Alabama. So, I think they had, like, a three-point lead or whatever. I had to drive to my buddy's barbecue across, like, 20 minutes away. I get there. I'm checking the scores while I'm hanging out. We're, we're grilling. We're I'm having a beer. We're relaxing. And then I see that Auburn's winning and that Alabama is getting the ball back with, like, a minute and ten left. Me claiming onto some hope that I'm going to have some kind of chance in my parlay this week. And even though Matt extended his lead, Chris is catching up on me. So I want to forget this week and never fucking happen. Thanks, Detroit, you bums. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Seattle. That's on me. Um, So I'm done betting on the sea chickens, by the way. I hope my Eagles stomp them in two weeks because there's a very good chance we lose to San Francisco this weekend, which is going to be like the most irritating week of football of all time. Cause I think we may lose to them because they just, they're just so fucking like out of control. Chris, we'll beat them in the playoffs. It's just the problem is it's the regular season and where we just played like back to back emotional games. I don't know if we have a third one in us. If we do awesome. That means we are literally a juggernaut, but like, we're either losing to Seattle, Dallas, or San Fran. One of these three games we will lose. So, but I digress. The Iron Bowl has been. <laughs> Yo, honestly, buddy. <laughs> been there. Yeah, been how there. many times? Chris, Chris did this. Chris did this mid show. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, 10, yeah, 10 years I'm, old. In I'm first going grade. right now. He's got the Mountain Dew bottle right next to the freaking thing. Oh, dude, it's good. That's good battery acid. <laughs> um, so my favorite part about this is we're not going to talk about what just happened. What? what is going on? I don't know. I'm ignoring these comments at this point. Oh, um, I was I was fixated on the fact that they said ten years old in the first grade. How many times <laughs> they stay back in kindergarten? <laughs> hey, listen. So it's hard for shapes are hard for I was some curious. people. Okay, um, this is a good so, time though. So listen, I'm, I'm saying like Alabama. That's throw by Milrow. That's a one in a million throw. That is a one in a million clutch gene throw. The catch was phenomenal, and I like sat there. I'm watching with two of my friends who are just so shout out to my friends Trevor and Alex. They're two of my best friends in the world. They're not really big football fans, but I'm getting them into football. Like he was always a Patriots fan. She's picking a team based off of her love of the Kelsey family. So she's down to the Eagles, Chiefs and a mystery third team who she's going to root for. I won't push because when you push, you lose. Uh, also, the fact that my buddy's girlfriend could become an Eagles fan would be the, the funniest thing of all time. Anyway, he doesn't have a college team. He goes, watching that game made me a Bama fan. I'm like, I will accept that. 
That's fair because that was a fucking awesome game. And I will admit I was rooting for Alabama the entire time. Not just because one of my best friends went to Alabama. Not just because Bama Twitter has always treated me like family. Gotta love you. The love they showed to Miami Jared has always been fun. But I really appreciated the fact that Milrow drove down the field, got basically got that dumbass play where he got dropped back to the 30 and over the top drops in the backcourt of the end zone. A phenomenal play. I was blown away by it. Amazing ending to a game. Dude, and it wasn't was, even like we had three awesome games this weekend. That this was, is what makes me happy. It was like the Steelers and Cardinals Super Bowl where San Antonio Holmes caught the ball at the back of the end zone and he Big Ben just whizzed it to him. That's exactly what it reminded me of as soon as I right. saw it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that receiver. He was like, we're all bunched up in the left side of the end zone. Let me run to the right and let me get like four or five yards. High football IQ play, boys. Yeah, he's that just was, yelling was the per- He's like, it was give the me the perfect- Heisman. It was a perfect. Yeah, he ain't getting the fucking Heisman. It was, it was a perfect. Oh, yeah, my boy Jaden. Anyway, we'll find out if he's going to c- declare or not. Howard Van think- Dyke for Heisman. <laughs> but, uh, nah, man. I thought maybe Kelsey's uh, – I thought maybe Kelsey was going to be good luck for me, just bad luck for you guys. But uh, can't put it all on him. They did have that game won up until the last, like, 40 seconds of the game. So maybe next time I'll take some Kelsey advice again if I need to. I don't, I don't put that on him. It's just crazy how the chat went, send your condulances to Kevin, and then it went a total 180 five yeah, seconds And then we're later. like, wow. Like damn, I you know like, what I texted him. He I texted him at like ten thirty, and then I got home from my buddy's barbecue, and he goes, he texted me the next morning. I'm like, buddy, that was a good one. Like that that was a fun game. Mm-hmm. Like as much as Bama annoys me from them just being Bama, like they're always there. Like that was a clutch. Game. You couldn't even get mad. That was just fun. And so you know what? Shout to Kevin Kelsey for our show on Tuesday because they called it. There was going to be some class A fuckery on that sh- on that game, and it was class A fuckery. Mm-hmm. Not hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I was I was blown away. Um, and we also got to talk about the game, Michigan Ohio State. Oh God, Let's I go. love it because watching Ohio State suffer just makes me happy because I still haven't forgiven them for O two and how much they probably had to pay the refs off to call that pass interference. Um. Here's the other thing, right? As I crack a non-alcoholic pineapple seltzer, by the way. Yeah, I went from a 10% Imperial Stout to a... My beer fridge is pretty scarce right now. I just dropped... I just spent so much money on Cyber Monday. I broke this for the next four days. So I'm drinking a my usual, my pineapple, uh, my sparkling pineapple juice. And I had a 10% chocolate stout, which is, by the way, phenomenal. By the way, Brooklyn Brewing, the goat of Christmas beers. Um, that being said, the pineapple, chocolate and pineapple is going to be an interesting combo. This almost got me buzzed off one beer, which is hilarious. Here's the kicker, right? This is Chris's kind of beer, right? So here's the thing. One, as I built, I try to build my parlay for tonight's game because, yo, I'm all about Josh Dobbs, baby. I like um, Josh Dobbs. My dad's a Vikings fan. I'm going to root vicariously through him tonight. Here is the kicker about this Michigan-Ohio State game. When can Ohio State finally get it that Ryan Day is not the guy? I don't know. They're I see. I'm, fan, I'm friends with a lot of Ohio State fans. Whether it's through my, my friends at Craft Brew 
or Belly Up itself or our boy J.D. Davis, who I, I'm doing a health check on, J.D., if you're watching this show. Buddy, I love you. I miss your big ass. I want you to be okay. If you need a hug, I will drive out to Toledo to give you a hug. This is a real, this is a real, like, I love you, buddy. You big monster. Here's the thing. Brian Day's not the answer. He's not. He sounds like a the the meme of Jim Harbaugh from Bad Lip Reading when he's complaining to the referees about calls. I want it now. Let's pass interference. How is that not a penalty? No, that's what he sounds like. I, I swear, in my mind, watching the game on mute while I'm cooking and cleaning and grilling and smoking a cigar, doing 35,000 things on Saturday, right? That's how I imagine Ryan Day sounding to the referees. And then I just see Jim Harbaugh and his, uh, Jim Harbaugh somewhere 45, 45 miles away watching him on TV smiling. And whoever the intern coach of my aunt on uh, Michigan looking cool as a cucumber, man. Like, dude did wasn't flinching. Looking like Jalen Hurts on the bench. And I'm just – and I'm watching this game. I'm like, there ain't no way, Michigan. I had the vibe the entire game. There wasn't a single way that Michigan was losing that game. I did not even think for a second. It was going to be close. But in the ba- in the bottom of my mind, I said to myself, "There's no way Michigan's losing this." I can just feel it. The, you know, you know, you watch a game and you have no interest in it other than you bet on it, and you just have a vibe from the start. You're like, "There's no way fucking way this team loses." Michigan had that vibe the, Dude, the entire app- game. Listen, the atmosphere looked insane, Ann Harbor. I got a buddy who went up there last year. Um, he didn't go for Michigan Ohio State, but. Well, I don't think they played in Michigan last year, but he went up there last year just for a game, and he said, dude, it's just like a different breed, different breed of people. He said it's awesome. Harbaugh might be going to the Bears, wow. uh, I was hearing. A lot of big favorites uh, going back to the NFL, going to Chicago, maybe work with Justin Fields. Or, if that's the case, maybe he comes back and he brings J.J. McCarthy with them to Chicago. Send them to Baltimore with his brother. I want to see what happens with that. Maybe they'll argue. I think it'd be interesting. Play yeah. quarterback for the team. It'd be interesting if he was going to Carolina, but I just think Carolina is so far away from just anything special, but beyond four or five wins. I, I think it's going to be a project coach that goes there. It's. I, I don't know. We talking Chicago or Ohio, or Ohio State at this point? Well, no, we were talking about the Michigan-Ohio State game, but then I was saying how John Harbaugh, I was hearing, could go to the Bears if he goes to the NFL. I I don't know. I don't know. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be John Harbaugh. It's going to be John Harbaugh. It's like, is it? Is it going to be John? Like, I don't. Got a new comment. I don't Ooh. buy it. This guy's Ooh. just talking straight junk at this point. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. I I forgot last time you guys were at full strength and we still stomped you, and then we broke your quarterback's elbow. I, I mean, I would have rather Brock Purdy play the whole game because then we would have not had to heard those bullshit. But you know, you can go get under, you can get overrated Ohio State defensive ends all you want. Shout out Chase Young and Nick Bosa. Um, here we'll we'll go back to the task at hand here with Ohio State players be Ohio State being overrated. They didn't play anybody. They barely beat Penn State. Michigan thumped Penn State. It wasn't even fair. 
And the Michigan Penn State game didn't look close on eye test on tape on like scorecard. It did. So my biggest kicker, and I'll bring this up quickly as we go into um, you know, the next part we roll into our um our segment for one sentence game is because besides Dion getting smoked again, which gee, it's like I fucking called it during the preseason, right? I bought into the hype for about five minutes. And then the Colorado State game, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. They should have ripped Colorado State apart by 50 points if they're this good of a team. And then I was dumb enough to double down and bet on them for an upset pick against Oregon. I think I did the same thing. So yeah, I'm your I think you doubled up with me. And I, that was like your third missed upset in a row. I think you were pissed about it too. Yeah, dude, I was just livid. I was like, because they were so hot to start the year. Okay, so so back to the task at hand, right? So here is my biggest thing with Ohio State-Michigan. Teams are going the opposite direction. Michigan loses their coach on the sideline and still keeps winning. Ohio State's now lost three straight games to Michigan. Doesn't and that say something? What? Doesn't that say something? For, it's like it the coach. Like... Urban Meyer was the only reason they were winning fucking games. Yeah. Jim Tressel before him. Ryan Day is not a good head coach. He's not. Like, Tressel used to strike fear in opposing teams. So did Urban Meyer and opposing kicker's thighs, apparently. Also, and uh, your girl, your underage girl, you're uh, below age to Urban Meyer, not underage. So, you know, your mid-20-somethings girlfriend going to a, the chop house in uh, Columbus. Anyway, Ryan Day's a bum. We got we got to talk one sentence game. Matt, you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is the one sentence game presented by the amazing people at Canips.com. Promo code belly 20 for 20% off. Listen, you are like me. I dip. I need something to keep that going, even though I've quit. This is a great alternative. Right now, I'm chewing the mango, which is awesome. I love the mint, spearmint. The grape was good. Arnold Palmer is the goat. You pour a little water in your mouth. It's like you're drinking Arnold Palmer all day. It's awesome. Um, a bunch of great flavors, amazing company. I'll reimburse. By the way, they one time shorted me on an order. I emailed them within an hour. They got back to me and say, Hey, listen, we're sending you out your entire order again on us. You can't beat that kind of customer service. That just speaks to the level of people they are. As somebody who works in customer service and sales, I appreciate that as kind of a salesman to salesman. Check them out. Belly uh, 20 is the promo code. Promo code. Canips.com. Promo code Belly 20. As I apparently can't speak anymore. I'm getting dyslexic at this point. But check them out. And also, d- dude, I, I said we're going to lose you guys in regular season. Because I also love his fucking name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's trying not to be 12. It's got an enemy. I, I have a lot of enemies. Shout out Drake. Um, that name kicks ass. Here's the problem with the Niners, man. They are built for the regular season. They are. I can't. You you wanted to. Okay, so let's. Let, we always say the best attributes availability, right? I got to worry about your all pro left tackle. Your bully of a running back wide receiver hybrid. McCastrisk, God bless, has been healthy the entire time he's been in the Niners, which maybe says a lot about the Panthers training staff. Anyway, um, 
Brandon Ayuk's okay, but he's a glorified wide receiver three on a lot of teams. Somebody says, oh, he's a wide receiver one. I'm like, he's not even a wide receiver two on like 30% of the NFL rosters. Anyway, um, got love for Ayuk. Ayuk is a good receiver. He's just, you know, he's not better than Smith or Higgins or Jordan Addison. Fuck, I mean, I throw all the talk to KG Osborne. Not better than Waddle. Yeah, no, see, you get my point, though. So, um, Niners are going to beat the Eagles next week. If there were, if there was any team who's going to beat the Eagles in regular season, it is the Niners. Now, if they don't, now, if they don't, it's going to be funny. I'm going to be saying, because Hassan Ricks already saying, all right, line them up. And I'm the same way. Line them up. Put your money where your mouth is. Y'all are bitching, moaning, complaining all season about how it was unfair, how y'all could have, should have, would have. All right, line it up. Y'all beat us fair and square. Great. We'll see you in the playoffs. Just don't lose to the Cowboys. All right, let's kick it I off. My sentence game, Maddie. We're starting on Thursday. What do you got for me? Uh, we'll start with the first Thanksgiving game, the Packers and the Lions. Not something that I was expecting. I didn't necessarily think it was going to be like a runaway game for the Lions, but I, I did not see the Packers winning this game. So shout out to Green Bay for uh, upsetting the Lions, uh, keeping them down to eight and three. But we all know they're still taking that division. Yeah. All right. For myself, um, I I love this Andrew dude. He's literally just coming at me right <laughs> in the comments. Shut your mouth. No, it's my show. Fight me. Um what if he's yelling at Jack like he's defending you? He's befriended you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Andrew, <laughs> let me know who you're actually fighting for, me God, or Jack. I picked a good day to use the pen on the show. Fantastic show. Hilarious, dude. Amazing show, right? Amazing show to like stay semi-sober for. All right. Um, <laughs> the Lions screwed me. Um, mm. The Lions proved they're still the semi the same old Lions. Um, the Packers are not good. I don't care. The Packers almost blew this, by the way. Everyone forgets that the Lions were moving the ball towards the end of that game. They just weren't awake until two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Chris, go. Um, yeah, I should have looked up the Lions record like prior to this game on Thanksgiving. They're 37, 44, and 2 on Thanksgiving. Um, and also I'm pretty sure someone said last week that the Packers were gonna win this game on our stream. So whoever said that, you're a genius. If you're referring to yourself, self promotion is kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's me. Next, uh, next Thanksgiving game we have. It was just an absolute massacre. But the Cowboys and the Commanders, forty-five to ten, Cowboys victory. Um, yeah, Deron Bland's got his fifth, uh, fifth touchdown on the season, and it's more than a lot of teams' wide receiver ones have on their whole season so far. And you know, they fired Jack Del Rio, and you know, kind of. I think it shows, you know, when you trade your two best defensive linemen on your team, your defense gets worse. Like maybe it's not the defensive coordinator's problem. Maybe it's because you just sold off the only two good guys on your defensive front um, or one of the only two good guys on your defensive front. But we all know Ron Vera is the issue. Until they get rid of him, the commanders are going to continue to be middle of the pack. Fair enough. All right. Um, Deron Bland should win defensive player of the year, or he will. Not he should, he will. Um, I think that like TJ Water, Miles deserves more, but the dude has six or five pick sixes and I think six interceptions. He's running away with this fucking award. Dude's playing out of his mind. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, I'm just happy I made the executive decision a few weeks ago to pick up Dak Prescott on the waivers. Ever since I did Can't that, he's, he's had over three touchdowns for these past five games. Um, and I got Tony P, so he's been on a little TD streak these past two weeks. So um, I just can't believe it. <coughs> wow, wow. Nice, brother. All right. Um, then next up. We have the last Thanksgiving game, Mr. Uhoff's team, the uh, Niners and the Seahawks. Niners. Oh, just is it, oh motherfucker, is that? God damn it. Yo, fuck the sea chickens. That's, mm-hmm. That's my sentence. Niners. Niners took care of business, just completely shut them out, just took that first place in that division right from them. And uh, I don't know, Seahawks are uh, looking a little re- regressed from last year, and they've upgraded a lot of positions. And and one last thing, Tariq Woolen getting benched in the first half. I thought he was better than Sauce, everybody. Well, where are all these people? Sauce didn't get benched. Fuck Anyways. the sea chickens. All right, go, Chris. Um, Yeah, uh, 49ers. Played a good game. Um, I think Geno's digressing a little bit from that elbow injury. He was on a short week. Seattle was um, going into Thanksgiving, but um, Niners just blew him out. Really nothing else to say. I love Geno Smith, and it's on me for tr- sticking with Kevin and betting on the sea chickens, but still, respectfully, fuck the sea chickens. Mm-hmm. Now we got the uh, the first ever Black Friday game of the NFL on Amazon Prime. This game was a black which, eye of a game. Which you guess? Which you guessed? It, a primetime game on black on uh, Amazon Prime was a shit show. It was just it was terrible. It was even worse probably to witness it live than to watch it on TV. Um, I think to it driving home. It just the lack of effort. I was just it was insane to have a fifty yard hail mary get thrown with two seconds left in the first half. And then the guy runs it back 99 yards without one guy laying a finger on him. How does that – I don't know how you do that. And then if you really break it down, the Jets took Zach Wilson out and put in Tim Boyle. And Tim Boyle just turned out to be a less athletic, less mobile, and just not as strong of an arm quarterback. And we said this is our this is the fix to this team. Because Zach Wilson, I'm I, I'm not trying to defend the kid, but Zach Wilson at the 50-yard line would have launched that ball into Y'all the fucking could have had Carson Wentz, brother. Carson Wentz called this twice, and fucking Joe Douglas said no. So there's a lot of things wrong with this team, and I would love to fire Nate Hackett, but we can't because you know why it's we can't. It's not Nate Hackett. I'm telling you that right now. No, it's it's just not an offense built for anybody it's but Aaron Bob Salo. And Joe Douglas's fault, but that's a whole other conversation. My sentence is simply this. I had no interest in watching this game after the first five minutes. I listened to this game for all of 10 minutes driving home from Boston, and I shut it off to listen to a podcast and then country music because that was more interesting while driving with my passengers passed out in the truck. Matt, I'm no, sorry well, you had to go to that game. Yeah, same. Um, I'm just going to say, I sent my best to Matt, like always, about the Jets. Um, I just can't believe there was a sequence where Tim Boyle threw a pick and then Tua threw a pick with like two seconds left and then Tim Boyle threw a, a Hail Mary interception for a pick six. And it, it took two minutes for three turnovers to happen, so. Um, I can't believe I took the Jets, too. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that either. I wasn't sure what was going on with that one. 
I mean... I'm still not over the fact that Aaron Rodgers was done in four plays. But he's supposed to come back and practice this week. He's apparently practicing this week. He's targeting December 24th. That is wild. All right. He's coming back against the Commanders. Awesome. Here we go, commies. Here we go. Oh, next game on the list, the first games of the Sundays. Um, Steelers-Bengals, a game that I am very happy. It was only $5. But very happy I took the under with points. Because the line was like 36 and a half, and they only scored 26 total combined points. So I'm very glad I took the under. Um, I don't know how Kenny Pickett didn't put up more points against the Bengals team without Joe Burrow. They should have had majority of the game on offense, and they probably didn't. I didn't pay much attention to this game, but there's no reason why Kenny Pickett shouldn't have put up more points than this. And he just, he's terrible. And they're, the Steelers are skating by by the skin of their teeth because they have an average quarterback with a good defense. This game. Reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where him and Patrick are fighting in the hallway in boarding school class, and nobody's <laughs> landing a punch, even though they're swinging for their life. This is what that game reminded me of. Okay, I think this. I think Chris, what we're gonna do is uh, on Mondays going forward, we're gonna do you and me are gonna do gifts on Twitter of every single game. So we'll all we'll, we'll each of us will pick eight games or whatever it is. And we'll have to do a gift from like SpongeBob or like Fairly Odd Parents or like even like that, that's so funny. shows. And we'll just have a gift that like summarizes the game because I think this is literally what sums up. These two were trying Ooh. so hard. Tyler Van Dyke to the portal. Yes, sir. Freedom. <laughs> TVD is going Tyler out of Miami. Let's see if oh, uh, man. let's see if Jack says anything about that. Yeah, this uh SpongeBob wise, this game was equivalent to probably as stressed as when Flats was just punching SpongeBob, but he just didn't realize that he can't hurt SpongeBob because he's made out of sponge. So just the stress <laughs> that that man had to punch him for like a week straight is what the, it felt like watching this game. <laughs> Oh, God. Hmm. I don't know if I have a SpongeBob comparison to this game, but I will say Jake Browning is like anti-Joe Burrow. Same initials, just the numbers flipped from a 9 to a <laughs> 6. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett stinks. Man, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Um, I, He's just I an average quarterback with yeah. a great defense. Yeah, I, I think Matt Canada stunk, but I don't think Pickett was much better. So, um. That's all I got with them. Bengals won't do anything until Burrow comes back, and he's done for the year, so probably not yeah. in the playoffs. Well, this next one was – this was low-key. I mean, it wasn't insanely high scoring. This was low-key one of the – one of the. I think I'd say like a top-five game this week. I think Jacksonville and Houston was a solid game. You had a fantastic performance against the Texans or with the Texans <laughs> with C.J. Stroud – Proven to be the rookie of the year, 26 to 36 for uh, 304 yards and two touchdowns. He also had 47 yards on the ground with another touchdown. He was responsible for 21 of their points, which is all of their points. And the only reason why they didn't take that game to overtime was because the kicker just bounced that ball off the crossbar of 58 yards out. But shout out to the Texans. They are proven to be a competitive team with D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, the um, the Stroud boys uh... – they're they're a good team. I, I'm not going to knock them, but they were bound to lose one. 
like it, unfortunately it was this week against the Jags. I mean, I'm happy we took the Jags, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. But Lawrence, they're undefeated on the road. Yeah, undefeated on the road. I forgot about that stat. I was talking about the other day. Um, Ridley's production's coming back up as far as fantasy wise. Past two weeks, he's caught two touchdowns. Um, so I'm happy about that. Uh, Lawrence played good. Um, this was probably my second favorite game this week, outside of the right behind the Eagles and Bills. You got anything on this one? Which one is this one? This <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Texans Jaguars. Oh, I wrote a fucking <laughs> this is the title. This is the title page. You live by kickers, you die by kickers. Damn right. Yeah. This god damn it, Amandola, son of a bitch. Uh, you know what was worse about it was that it had it had what looked like the distance, and it was perfectly down the middle. And it was just a heartbreaker, just even not being a fan of the team, a heartbreaker to see that bounce off the crossbar. This shit hurt. Well, this one was also not a bad game, but we have the Colts and the Buccaneers. Jake Elliott would have hit that 100%. We have the Colts and the Buccaneers. And then don't like the Dougie walking back to the sideline. Colts and Bucks, not a bad not a bad game score wise, but you had Minshew twenty four forty one for two hundred fifty one yards and one interception. Baker had a couple inter- touchdowns and one interceptions off one hundred ninety nine yards. Um, Rashad White had a pretty good game today. Mike Evans did really well, six receptions, seventy yards. Um, I mean, just the fact that they still lost to the Colts and the Colts didn't even have a passing touchdown is insane. Yet they scored twenty seven points. So shout out to the Colts. Shane Steichen's figuring out ways to get out some victories while he can. Um, this game also killed parlays because I think the, I overestimate the Buccaneers and the fact that they're really still the Buccaneers. Um, as in what the fuck? Um, I'm never betting against or on DJ's fucking Colts ever again. I refuse to. I hate your team. I despise them for betting purposes. I love rooting for them off of betting purposes, though. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm happy for the stash, uh, former Eagle. Um, yeah, Mike Evans played well, two TDs. Uh, Pittman's been having a good year. He's been pretty consistent, and uh, Jonathan Taylor's back. He's he he's proven that you know he's worth the contract. So I'm I'm happy he's back. Um, I don't really hate any of these teams. So this is kind of just like a you know just another one o'clock game. Um, this. Probably more interesting than half the games over the weekend. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. Possible uh, hot take or, um, like, just going back to what we were talking about, like, for, like, two seconds. I know this guy's a Niners fan. Brandon Ayuk or Michael Pittman for wide receiver two? I mean, overall, I think Michael Pittman's more of a – yeah, but he's, we all yeah. know he's not really a wide receiver, you know. But I, I just, I think yeah, Michael Pittman true. is a wide receiver two on any team. That's a good point, though. I think he's a wide receiver two on any other roster besides like maybe a handful. But I think if you add, if you added like, you know, Diggs to that lineup, like Diggs is going to be the wide receiver one. Yeah. This yeah. one, oof. Falcons and Saints, shitty game. 
Just, just I don't I don't understand what's wrong with Derek Carr. I don't know why the experiment is not working in the Saints. I know the coach sucks. I'm not a big uh, Dennis Allen fan, but I mean, you have Alave, Michael Thomas. I don't know if some of them are hurt, but you had essentially you had Alave, Michael Thomas beginning of the time. You had Kamara came back in. Rashid Rahid Shahid is doing pretty well as well. I just think that they should be they should have at least probably like seven or eight wins, not five. So I don't know why it's not working out with him. Three hundred four yards, one interception. Um, and then shout out to Arthur Smith, who finally realized if you use your best player, which is Bijan Robinson, you will win games. When you give him the ball 16 times, he gets 91 yards and a touchdown. And he also has 32 receptions for another touchdown. You're going to win games no matter how bad Desmond Ritter is. So shout out to Arthur Smith, realizing he needs to utilize his best players. And now it's time to get Kyle Pitts the ball. I think my favorite part about this is that um... – we really got to witness the fact that Arthur Smith is just one of the dumbest head coaches of all time, but yet he has so much first round talent in that roster. He will somehow find a way to win games. Hmm. And it makes me very happy. <laughs> I can't tell if Chris Rose. Oh, is he back? There we nope, go. He's there. He's alive. Yeah. I'm, for some reason, Mike, there I am. There I am. Wow. Yeah, the connection was a little wonky there. Um, yeah, Matt, you, you got a great point there. Like, if you got Bijan, dude, feed him. Like, you drafted this guy in the top 10. Like, you shouldn't be touching the ball 15 times. I'm thinking, like, 20-plus, especially if you have a guy like Desmond Ritter. I mean, you know, like, you know, the Falcons are just a frenzy football team. They're always going to play exciting games, um, no matter who's who's the QB. Um but I will say about them, if the Bears take a QB with the first pick, I can see Justin Fields getting on the Falcons next year, creating a little fun down in the ATL. Be like their watered-down Mike Vick version with, that, with less arm strength. Right. Uh, well, this there's a lot of bad yeah, games. Yeah, that would be really funny. There's, there's a lot of bad games. We can also game. remember, we can do the whole pass. That's a real word. Oh, well, this one is going to be mine. So Patriots-Giants, this is one of the worst games I've seen this whole year. I'm going to pass. I'm, I just, there's nothing. This is, this is. We need to call Sauce Gravy. Uh, <laughs> forgot. This, I think this actually might be literally just um, Patrick Starr trying to wipe the, trying to <laughs> rush the ground with the outside on Broom. And the guy goes. <laughs> Hey pal, you <laughs> town. This is describing both teams. Just they are both trying to lose. Just one is better than than the other. It would have been real funny if they tied, and then people had to watch like on red zone oh, just an God. extended amount of that game. Just another ten minutes. God damn it! Why didn't they tie? This makes me mad now. This would have been the funniest like outcome ever because they're just awesome. So Dude, Matt got benched for like the fifth time this season. Like, what do you do? Like, your confidence has to be on the And Zappy was just as bad. Belichick for like yeah. meant like negligence and I don't, I don't know, know, man. Bunch of other um, I'm gonna probably pass on this one too. Uh, Panthers, Titans. The Titans are the Panthers. Just make it just painful to watch somebody try so hard to lose a game, and it just takes skill. And I admire that, but like. It's just wild to see them just do this bad. So I'm going to pass because I don't know what else to say. Only thing I'll say about this is Frank Wright got fired and uh, he didn't even last the full season with Carolina. 
Free um, Frank Reich. Free Frank Reich. I'm the Eagles. I might call him back home, but um, yeah, I don't really have much about this game either. I'll pass. Just Bryce Young is just he's in a lot of trouble. Poor kid, the poor kid. I I, I want to give him a hug. No draft like, picks either, so they can't even do anything. Who's the doofus that owns this team now? Uh, I'll look it up right now for you. I, I can't think of his name right now. It's killing me because he's trying to be Jerry Jones, but unlike Jerry, he's not smart about football. And that's me giving Jerry a compliment. That just scares some people. Scott Bit- Bittier? Mm. Really? Sounds like someone that doesn't that, know football. I don't know who that is. It's like a no. custom Madden GM. <laughs> no, not the GM. I'm talking about the owner. Oh, owner, owner, owner. Oh, we're going back to the drawing board. Hold on, boys. Hmm. David Tepper. I knew the, oh. I knew I knew I knew the name of this doofus. Oh. He is literally trying to be Jerry Jones, but he's Jim Jones. Anybody mm-hmm. know that's a cult, former mm-hmm. cult leader from the eighties? Um, I th- I believe eighties or nineties, whatever. I'm I'm not that old. Um, yeah, no, th- this is embarrassing. The Panthers are embarrassing. Next. Uh, well, yeah, Rams Cardinals. Um, Kyron Williams. weird game. Yeah, Kyron Williams was uh. Thank came you, back and did his thing, 143 yards, and even had a receiving touchdown off 61 yards. So the whole offense was pretty much him. Uh, Matt Stafford had a had a great game as well, 229 passing yards for four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Cooper Cup did absolutely nothing for me, but I still won, so it's okay. But, like, my God, how do you only have three catches or 18 yards in that entire game? Um, Kyler Murray is uh, not really helping out his case to come back next year as, the, as QB1 for uh, Arizona. I mentioned they run the ball six times with James Conner. Yep. You know, the Kyler Murray threw the ball 45 times, ran the ball six times. Um, Kyron Williams is is so exciting to watch for, especially fantasy-wise. Like, I picked him up, like Mason was saying. He was out for six weeks, comes back, gets 200 scrimmage yards. I feel good about going into the playoffs now. I have a finally got a healthy running back because um, my guys stunk or they got hurt. I had like three guys on the IR and Kyron coming back saved my season. So um, thank you, Rams. Thank you, Mason. That's it. Yeah. Um, my comment was Kyron Williams. That was it. <laughs> it's got a Star Wars. Uh, Browns Broncos. Dorian Thompson leaves the game. P.J. Walker comes in, and the Broncos get it done with that defense. Um, I think I saw a stat where they said Russell Wilson's like 17-0 and with touchdowns into the red zone or something like that. Um, but I just shout out to the Broncos. They just completely turned this franchise around in this first season so far. They started off miserable. We all thought Sean Payton was one and done possibly. Now they got him 6-5, and five, aiming at a possible wild card spot. So shout out to the Broncos. Let's ride. That's South Park football. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, like it's crazy. They, they, they won five straight. They're, they're, they're they've been a good team. Um, yeah, it's going to be that, that division's pretty interesting. Cause you got, you got the chiefs who are probably going to win it. And then you got the chargers and Broncos are going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, not to mention they'll be fighting with like three other teams for a wild card spot. So I'm pretty interested. I'm going to be interested to see how, their season's going to end, especially with 
you know, again, five, four or five other teams compete for a playoff spot. So Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. All right. So, um, I do have one thing to talk about. So we uh, we talk about Tyler Van Dyke leaving. Um, so right now, Miami Hurricanes Twitter is blowing up. I am part of Hurricanes Twitter. Um, apparently, not they've done three polls already. Not where I've seen 80, 83, and seventy eight percent of Canes fans are happy Van Dyke is leaving. Damn, I wonder if any of the players are jumping in. Honestly, well, I mean, all the guys that transferred were all Manny Diaz guys. They're all none of these guys are. I'm the 22 percent. That's not happy. I, I mean, I'm I'm, t- I'm just saying, like, I'm not not mad about Van Dyke leaving. I wish him the best of luck. He's a fellow Connecticut boy like me and Matt, but dude has much dog in him as a Chihuahua. I, I he just when it got tough, man, he would throw picks. It was it didn't matter how good we were up or how. Many good receivers he had in front of him. And it just kind of strikes me all the guys that are leaving are all Manny Diaz recruits, which should tell you something. So shout out to the crystal ball regime, but keep going. Uh, Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, keeping it plain and simple, Chiefs do what they usually do, which is beat up on the Raiders and beat them. And that's what they did, 31-17. They gave a little lead to flirt with it in the beginning, and they took it right on home in the end. The uh, Chiefs pulled the Philadelphia Eagles. They were playing with their food in the first half and then fucking knocked it out in the second. Mm-hmm. So good job, Chiefs, for just destroying Raiders. <laughs> I felt so bad for the Raiders. And I picked the Raiders to cover at plus nine. I'm like, that's a reasonable That's a line. lot of points. Nope. Not enough. Well, no. It <laughs> is a lot of points, though. I would have probably taken if I wanted to. Um, yeah, Chris frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. He is. All right. Oh, damn connection. All right, move on, there we go. Hmm. Um, second to last game um, of the week. Yeah, we got it. My fault. You're good. Um, oh, Bills shit. and Eagles. Okay. Um, we put in 23 minutes of this. Do you want to keep going? I mean, if you want to get, tr- go for it one more time, try it quick. One sec, let's um, go. Go, Birds. Um, Sean McDermott is an overrated coach. That's it. Not on Josh Allen. Good quarterback. Best Done. game of the whole season so far. All I got to say. Best game we've lived this year. There you go. All right, next up. Last one, Raven, Ravens and Chargers was – a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Uh, no reason why the Ravens should have put up only 20 points on the Chargers. No reason why the Chargers should have only put up 10 points. But here we are. Uh, shitty game, but congrats to the the uh, Ravens. Um, I forgot to comment on the Eagles and Bills. Uh, Jalen Hurts is him. as <laughs> my sentence. Um, both teams played exactly how I expected. Also, shout to Zay Flowers for giving fantasy owners a giant middle finger. And I'm send my condolences to Austin Eckler owners because Justin Herbert had more rushing yards than Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, I think, is actually shot, which is just sad. But I think they ran him to the ground way too hard, way too early, and now he has no more gas. Yeah, he's he used to have like three touchdowns a game, and that was normal for him. And now he had he had ten touches for 32 yards. 
just sad. It's just not good. All right. Anything else, fellas, before we roll on out of here? Um, I just I didn't say anything about the Raiders and Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes is record with the against the Raiders is ten and one, and I find that to be remarkable. I mean, the Raiders have been shit since he got to the league. So I think their last playoff berth, besides the one year with Sal Sal Capaccio, Capaccio was uh, I think they've one of the worst records in football since 2017 when Mahomes got drafted. So I should tell you something right there. Yeah. Huh, good point. There you go. All right. Um, we should be live on Thursday. I'd say about seven o'clock. Uh, peep the uh, Christmas tree and also the every jersey. It is Christmas time. Um, obviously we know we'll do the corner booth uh, Christmas party, which we'll do a giveaway for this year. Nice little um thirty dollar Nike gift card will be on um the line. So we'll be doing that. We'll be doing just fun games. We'll have special guests. It'll be a fun time. That, I think, takes place, I believe, the 21st. Also, I think I'm taking that Friday off, so I am going balls to the wall on that show. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. I'll be there with you. Oh, yeah. Gents, enjoy your nights. Um. Shout out to Josh Dobbs and Creed and everything else that makes this team fun. I'm going to be watching this game while editing this podcast. Um, also, check out this subscription drop on Belly Up and Friends as well as the Corner Booth Podcast uh, stream for all podcasts wherever you download and listen to your podcast. Shout out to our sponsors, Mauler Bros, promo code Belly Up for 15% off. Uh, SeatGeek, which I used for these Boston College tickets. Uh, promo code belly up 20 for 20 dollars off your first purchase. And, oh, no, sorry, belly up sports and belly up 20, which is the promo code for cannabis. Promo code belly up 20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. Um, enjoy your night. Uh, we'll see you t- Thursday. And uh, yeah, look out for me and Chris to start doing these gift things. They're gonna be really fun. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.